Hello and welcome to the end-to-end football podcast, episode number five. With the relegation battle heating up, we ask, is the title race over? Let's find out. Welcome to the end-to-end football podcast, where we get stuck into the fast-paced world of Premier League football. With big on opinions, low on facts. A podcast that is based on our own opinions about the goings-on in the English Premier League. We'll be running through all the games, all the gossip on a weekly basis. So stay tuned and check it out. Let's get ready to rumble! Right, we're here for a little midweek special of the N2M Football Podcast. It's a bit of a disruption, but we're going to try and pull through anyway. So yeah, we're going to be talking about today, decisive matter of the title, because I believe it's probably already over. And the fact that Arsenal, Tottenham, Liverpool, I'm going to ask you two now. I think I think these clubs are destined to be bridesmaids. You know, they're never, ever yep. quite good enough to just make it to the pinnacle of the league. So I don't know what you f- you fellas think about that. Really and truly, when's the last time any of those clubs won the title? First of first of, you know, we've got to be scrolling years upon years. You're the last one in your yeah. history, bro. Exactly. The last one of those is Arsenal. What? Well, however many years ago it was. Um, <laughs> Liverpool, they've come close as well, but not quite done it. Tottenham, well, the closest they came to to winning it is last season, and they still finished behind Arsenal anyway. So. <laughs> Threw it away, really, didn't they, in the last couple of weeks? I don't know why we're even including them in this. Maybe it should just be a Liverpool-Arsenal thing. But anyway, we include them anyway, because they're, they're sort of they're pretending. They're there, they're there anyway. Yeah, For the yeah, last but... two seasons, you know, they just never, they've never quite done it. You know, they never quite crossed the line. They never seem to have enough to go. They never seem to have enough depth in their squad. There's always either a star man gets injured or, or that one man in the, in that particular team isn't, isn't doing it. And they just never ever make it. I don't. I don't know what it is. I think it must be a mentality inside the clubs themselves. Yeah, I wouldn't even get that technical. To be fair with Tottenham, I just think they just got that loser mentality, man. I don't know, man. It's not a team you can trust. It's just something about them that you know they just got their hands hovering on the you know self destruct button. It's just something about Tottenham, man. It's not a team I can really trust whatsoever. But I think they've done better than they have done in most years. I think they've got a very strong team. I mean, I wouldn't write them off this year. In the previous years, I can see what you're saying. Like, the year when they come, finish behind Arsenal, only they could have done something like that. They, oh, <laughs> oh mate, I don't even, can't even dis- despair of, like, how shocked I was when I realised, oh, you lot was in front of Arsenal. Last game of the season, you throw it away. I finished behind them. From a team that got relegated. <laughs> oh, bad as well. I mean, last, last, last season, last season for me was probably Tottenham's and Arsenal's best chance in, in many, in many a year. Arsenal threw it away in their standard normal time of the season, normally around February, March time. They sort of fall away and yeah. never seem to recover from that. And mm-hmm. I, I think personally, I think Tottenham are on that same sort of, of boundaries and this, the same, I, I would say for Liverpool, I, I don't think, I don't think they've got it in them either to win a title. They might See, do. They might do in a couple of years, but certainly not this year. I don't think. I don't, they, to 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 be honest, I'm with you. The, right now, they haven't because they haven't got the depth in the squad to cope when somebody's injured or somebody's away on some type of tournament. As you've seen, they need. They still need. He's still building that squad. I think it's it's 
not going to be something that he's going to do straight away. It's going to take time. I mean, he's got the players, some players in, but he needs backup players to cover for these players when they're either injured or when they're away, like on suspension or a tournament. He he needs them type of players because obviously you've seen it with Mane missing. We've suffered big time and that's only one man. We shouldn't be relying on just a one man to get us results. True, true. But, you know, with Liverpool, though, uh, again, that's another team. And even with Mane, I mean, they had Suarez and they still sort of messed it up uh, towards the end. Because looking at the Premier League, for me, at the start of any season, if I'm thinking of who's realistically going to win it, Chelsea, Man City. I know Leicester won it, obviously, but uh, discounting that, you know, Chelsea and Man City. And, you know, before maybe Man United, but not, not at the moment. But those three generally, I think are sort of the real teams in terms of who can actually win the title. I think Arsenal, Liverpool and Tottenham, they're just pretenders, man. They just kind of pretend to create a sort of a title challenge until, you know, December, January, and, you know, they soon just sort of fade away anyway. They're not they're not real title contenders that take you to the last game and, you know, this kind of stuff. But that's what I'm always saying. With them them three teams, the the Tottenham, Liverpool and Arsenal, is is always, they depend on not enough depth. They never seem to have one, two, three, four awesome players. You know, Chelsea's your Man City's and like you said, a bygone time, your Man United's. They would have that that depth in the squad that would push them through the lines, you know, and make them the champions. Whereas the, the other three, they just they just don't seem to have it. And I wonder if it's a, a cultural thing, a mentality thing in them that they're not, winners you know whereas I, th- I think I think the other three are and it's embedded in the their culture of their club to winning maybe not Man City to a lesser degree but we can move to spending though we can yeah. also move to the spending because if you look at it Chelsea Man City and Man United are the are the biggest spenders yeah of course you know cer- certainly compared to to Arsenal Liverpool and Tottenham and obviously when it comes to the transfer market you know there's a certain type of player that Chelsea Man City and Man United can attract that Arsenal Liverpool Tottenham really and truly cannot I, for me personally, I think, you know, for these three teams to realistically win a title, Man United, Man City and Chelsea have to have, all three of them teams have to have terrible seasons for these but, guys to, yeah, to exactly. have a chance, which they did last year. Yeah, exactly. that's what I was going to say. They still couldn't do it. You know, Leicester ended up doing it. Yeah, but you see with Liverpool, it, it was Klopp's first season. So, you know how it is sometimes with managers, they need time to adjust to the players and he never... He never got a transfer window when he came in. He just came in and had the players that were left for him. So he just had to make it work. And he never done too bad last season. Obviously, he didn't make it into the top four. Didn't challenge for no title. But got us the two cup finals. Fair dues, he lost them. But he got us here. <laughs> 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 I, just have to, I have to put it out there. You have to be real, innit? And Yeah, and being real, I look at a Liverpool team and I don't see it as a title winning team. Do you know what I mean? I don't, I don't see that team. Yeah, not right now. I don't. I'll be realistic as a fan. It's not a title winning team. They still need players, better caliber of players in certain eras in order to make it look like a title winning team. Because uh, also got just a little disclaimer for the listeners. There, Sorry, we actually <laughs> we're, we're actually recording on um what's it called. <laughs> On Wednesday, so we've got West Ham, yeah, West Ham Man City playing. Sorry, 
I let my emotions get the best of me. You know? <laughs> Man City uh, have just scored, so uh, I'll raise it in a West Ham fan. <laughs> <laughs> not a happy bunny. <laughs> no, it's all, no, it's all. So if you just hear some random howls of dis- displeasure, it's going to be a uh, Stuart. <laughs> oh gosh where, where were we in the show we we going moving on to the re- little bit of a review of 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 how bad arsenal was yesterday then seeing as this let's get away from west ham being terrible tonight and let's go back to uh, <laughs> arsenal being absolutely uh shocking yesterday and again it goes with what we're just saying about these three teams if you look at the situation yesterday, you've got golden opportunities. Exactly, you've got your two biggest um, title rivals playing each other. So this is your chance to close the gap. Obviously, you know, one if not both of those teams are going to drop points, which both of them did. So a draw was, uh, I would say, the perfect result for Arsenal, really, considering they're playing Chelsea yep, next week. Both of them drop points, like you said. And I had that as a four 0 banker, to be fair, you know, because Watford, you know, not exactly pulling up any trees, but to my su- surprise. Well, shouldn't really be surprised, but <laughs> to my surprise anyway, <laughs> my, <laughs> that first half, but it was absolutely ridiculous, man. Like, you know, like, so I looked at the scores and I'm like, you can't be serious. You're 2-0 already. What's going on? And then it goes back to, when we've been saying this for the last few weeks, haven't we, about Arsenal starting slowly. Yeah. That Swansea game, even though they won, they started a bit slowly. Bournemouth, even the FA Cup game, was it Preston? Yeah, they start slow. really slowly in that one. Yeah, exactly. And, and a few more games. And then, and then it's obviously, you can't keep doing that because otherwise, you know, you're going to put yourself in a situation you cannot recover from. I didn't think it would be Watford at home that you couldn't recover from. I would even <laughs> thought it would be the, one of the big games. You know I mean, you start pulling against the Chelsea then, but to get caught out against Watford, you know, we, and we've seen this with, with Arsenal. It's, you know, unfortunately, it's the uh, same old Arsenal, really. Two goals down in the first 15 minutes. It's just... It's not acceptable. It's not acceptable at all. And I've got a bit of a, a beef with this one. It's that you played Walcott at the weekend. He scores a hat trick, and he, he he doesn't deserve a place in in the team. What's what's going on there? Uh, what do you, what'd you have to do? Like and Oxley Chamberlain. You yeah. you said it. You said it at the weekend as well, Kudo. He had a fantastic game, awesome yep. game. And yep. if it wasn't for an injury, even even have seen the pitch last night. You know, it's no. I, I don't know. It's you you got a question, Wenger. Sometimes I'm telling you, sometimes. I'm not an Arsenal fan, but I'd I'd definitely be way frustrated with this guy. Sometimes, I, why why was Ramsey playing ahead of Chamberlain? That's crazy, crazy. <laughs> yeah, you've got managers are funny, you know, and not just Wenger. Sometimes I, I find managers have these kind of players where they just got this attachment to them. Do you know what I mean? And Wenger seems to have this kind of loyalty and attachment to to Ramsey, which I don't quite understand. You know. And Ramsey's a decent player, I mean, especially for Wales, but the Ramsey that plays for, for Arsenal, he does not deserve the amount of um opportunities that he's had and the amount of time he's playing. I mean, again, I'm a big Oxlade Chamberlain fan and I don't understand why Ramsey even plays ahead of him anyway, the whole season. I don't get it. I think Ramsey, I think uh, Oxlade is a better player. I think he's got uh, more potential to become better. I don't know why he, he, I don't know why he would drop him as well. It's not like Oxlade has been playing all season and he needs a rest. Yeah, you know, he's a that's player that's I mean. like sort of on the sidelines. Um, you know, he, we saw that, you know, with sort of a pacey front line, you know, with uh, Walcott, Welbeck and, and Perez to a certain extent. You know, they were able to get him behind Southampton. They look dynamic. And then you go and bring in the Scorpion King maestro, Giroud, <laughs> who 
is frankly a donkey. Yes, you had your little spell, but mate, anybody can have a good spell. Do you know what I mean? Especially playing for this Arsenal team. And exactly. I, I, I don't really get it. I don't get why. I don't get um the the thinking behind that. If he was thinking to rest his players, if if the team he played yesterday was, let's say, that's the that that's is the, the team that he team thinks, that yeah, that's the, yeah, exactly. He thinks okay, this is my eighty. Why not still play most of the players that played on on the weekend? Because you've got Chelsea coming up. Exactly. You know, so it's still a midweek game. Even the logic behind that, it doesn't quite make sense. Whichever way you kind of look at it. Yeah, but then you see, when, you, when, when you're picking a team, you go on these players' performances and seeing how these players played at the weekend, to not pick them this week, you got to oh. be thinking, what is this man doing? Well, it wasn't doing? even in the squad. Yeah, exactly. What's he doing? Yeah, typical, isn't it? I'm sure the Wenger out banners are going to be back out now. Of so course. So they should as well, probably. <laughs> I, th- I think I think he's I think he's had his time now. It, it, you know, before oh, yeah, he definitely. completely and utterly destroys any sort of of legacy that that he may have or legendary status that he may have with the Arsenal fans, he he needs to he needs to go soon. I, I would imagine. You reckon he's going to sign a new contract at the end of the season? Is he, is it? No, I don't think he will. Do you know what? Yeah, maybe I'm more pessimistic than you guys. I, I think he will. I think he will. I, I, at the very least, he'll be going upstairs. And again, if he doesn't sign a contract and he gets a new deal as some kind of sporting director or whatever you want to call it, what is really going to change? Because I would assume if he's going upstairs, which a lot of the guys are saying, you know, you hear a lot of fans getting frustrated. No, he should go upstairs. Blah, 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 he's still got to be part but, of the club. Yeah. So, but if he's upstairs and he's in a technical role where he's making decisions, it means to me that he with the kind of legendary status that he has he's and still going to have control. the control yeah exactly exactly. Yeah. and that kind of control you know this is probably the most powerful manager in world football really in terms of uh, his club yeah the scale of the operation that he he heads you know what I mean no, there's every, every other club that they, they delegate separate bits of the football club out to, to certain personnel Whereas Arsene Wenger, he's he's in control of that. Oh, he's he's that old school elk of a, of, of a manager of like the the, the Ferguson era. Their ch- their um, chief executive, whoever he is, you know, when they had the candidates for him, Arsene Wenger was part of the team that I was interviewing yeah. the chief executive. I mean, that that should just say tell you the story. He's interviewing essentially. He's interviewing his own boss. <laughs> He's, he's how powerful this guy is uh, within that club. So if he moves upstairs and again, yeah, he's a technical manager, whatever, technical uh, sp- sporting director, you would think that he's going to be in control of all the signings. So Arsenal is still going to be signing the same profile of uh, players. Um, he will possibly have a big say in who becomes the manager. And we've seen what happens when an old manager chooses his new manager. We saw that with United. What a disaster that can be. True. <laughs> so yeah, for me, it's either, you know, for Arsenal moving forward is he has to leave yep let's put some respect on his name you know for what he's done for, for <laughs> yeah definitely <laughs> no, one, no one's saying anything like that about him definitely. exactly exactly those first few years you know this guy you know like I said let's put some respect on his name he he changed English football mm, viva la revolution <laughs> exactly he, he didn't just change Arsenal he changed the, the Premier League uh, for the better really but he hasn't evolved and uh, what's it called and moved the club on in the last 12 years really but he needs to, because of his influence, and we've seen this at United, he needs to leave completely, leave the club completely so <laughs> someone else can come in and have control and be able to put their ideas across. Because if he's still sort of, you know, lingering about, he's still, he, he's too, um, he's too powerful. And he just, we have too much influence. 
Yeah, but you know what? It would. You see now. You say that if he goes upstairs, you'll still have all that power. That's also going to determine what type of manager they get, because they ain't going to get a high-profile manager. That's going to take another man telling him who he must sign, what he must do. That that's the type of effect is going to have on what manager they get. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. Yeah, this is what I'm saying. I'm thinking he he will just probably just get one of his friends, you know, some young French manager to, to come in and uh, just do his bidding really from the side. See, for me, for me, Arsenal missed the boat a couple of seasons ago. I think I think the manager that was tailor made, tailor made for Arsenal, and who who would have fitted right into the the, the dynamic of the football club is Klopp. That's that's who he they needed. In yeah. my personal opinion, and they would have gone places with that. But let's move on to a team that does have clock in front of uh, Anfield yesterday. Chelsea one one, not the best of results for for Liverpool. Nice result for Chelsea, to be fair. And uh, yeah. I don't know, did, did Liverpool do enough to to win the match, or were they well, seemingly they happy had, with a draw? No, they they had the opportunities to win the game, but then again, so did Chelsea. But Playing the league leaders and in the form Chelsea are, I don't see a draw as a bad result. Obviously, we want to be challenging for the title or, or the top four spots as Arsenal do. But I reckon a draw with Chelsea is not bad. Not bad. I don't know. I, I think I think if you wanted to win the title, you needed to beat Chelsea. If you wanted to still maintain that challenge, you needed to beat Chelsea yesterday. Yeah, that's true. We did need to beat Chelsea, but... So it goes sometimes, isn't it? Things don't go <laughs> the way enough. that we, we, the way things you you want it to go. But like I said, a draw with them is not bad, considering we was one nil down as well. How, how did you find that free kick as well? Do you know what? I always when I watched it over and over, I I don't <laughs> I do not think that was a free kick. But then again, the free kick's been given. The guy, the referee's blown the whistle. What? is Mingile doing <laughs> pay attention this is what frustrates me about this man Dude, and the thing is not napping yeah, so, <laughs> come on what are you doing look the man's blowing a whistle you're there shouting at the next pl- fix yourself up and pay attention <laughs> <laughs> it's a good free kick though good strike for um, do you know what brilliant. you, you know how much, I was so mad when it went in but it was a brilliant free kick I calmed down afterwards and I watched it. I was like, <laughs> "Oh my what? gosh, three 0 no, Jesus! <sighs> yeah, I, I think you should just switch it off, mate, <laughs> because he doesn't look like he's getting any better for West Ham right now. <laughs> Capitulation live! Oh my goodness! Let's hear his goodbye anyway. Well, yeah, no, but I but mean, said, I know you said you said about um, what well, it's a good result. I think it's a good result if you're looking at just the game itself and the quality that Chelsea have, and obviously being a goal behind and coming back. It's not a good result, actually. It's a good performance. As a, the Premier League as a whole, it's not a good result because you've not closed the gap with uh, Chelsea. You're now down to four, fourth with Man City winning at the moment 3-0. They're now level one points with you guys. So you you, you obviously allowed them to get back uh, closer. So I, I don't know. I, I don't see how that can be a good result. No, it's there. I don't think so. Do you know what? The reason why I think it's a good result is because... Like Chelsea are the league leaders. Now we are not going to play them every single week. If we go up against them and we get a draw, realistically, if you look at it now, I don't see Chelsea throwing away this league. So me as a fan, I'm looking at it as we well, let's just stay up and let's get top four this year, and then see if you can push on next year 
and see if you can go that step further and try and challenge for the league and win the league. But looking at it this year, I don't see Chelsea throwing it away this year. Thing is, for me, yeah, that logic would stand up if if you weren't dropping points to the likes of Swansea and these kind of small teams. But see, this is the thing with Liverpool now. When it comes to the smaller teams, that's when I worry because with us, we're going like we beat Chelsea earlier on in the season. We went and yeah. lost, not even lost. We got walloped by Burnley. <laughs> the next week, like we're going to beat Arsenal and then we'll go and lose to say Swansea, as you've seen already. Yeah. When we play the the top six teams, we don't do too bad. Let us play the teams below that. That's when you'll see the real problems. Yeah, but I still think okay, we're saying Klopp has done has done well. However, for me, he's also benefited from Arsenal not being that good. Certainly, definitely benefited from Man United being uh, very poor. Both the Man City, uh, both and, the and, Man City, and yeah. definitely benefited from Man City being poor because a normal Man City, a normal Man United, and a normal Chelsea. A normal uh, Arsenal, well, Arsenal as they are, you know, they always finish fourth anyway. Then <laughs> Liverpool will be struggling to um, finish, finishing the top four for me, really and truly. You know, I think they, they they're really benefiting from how poor City have been. Well, they definitely don't want City to improve. They definitely benefit how um, poor Man United have been. So yeah, but then this summer is critical for me because really and truly, you cannot, you know, this idea of improving these players that you have at the moment. It, it you know, I mean, like these guys are not. They're not world class. They're not. They're not going to take you to that next level. All right, it's true what you're saying, but when you look at you look at Liverpool and you're looking at Man City and Man United, we don't spend the money that they spend on players. For some reason, our board don't want to do that. They don't want to spend them type of money on players. They possibly can, but they don't want to. So we just got to try and make do with what they bring in or what plays that they can get. The thing is, that's frustrating. It's Liverpool. This yeah, is it's frustrating. Like it's frustrating as a fan. <laughs> I mean, that's Liverpool. This is Liverpool Football Club. This, you know, your main rival is Man United. You know what I mean? Look how much they're spending. And I'm not saying you spend the same money as them, but I'm talking about the profile of the club and what you're spending. You're spending money like you're Tottenham or an Everton. Do you know what I mean? One of these kind of teams. When really, you know, you should be spending... Even Arsenal are starting to spend some money. And uh, frankly, I, I don't think you can move any further... With this lot, without without them sort of uh, changing how much how much they're spending. Yeah, I think like you said, it's very true. They they do need to spend the money, but are they going to spend the money is another thing. We all know they need to spend the money, but are they going to do it? They will obviously strengthen this year, but it's who they're going to get and is it going to be within their budget? Like I said, we're Liverpool Football Club. We never really had this problem a couple of years ago, but these new owners they don't want to spend that big amount of money. And when it comes to signing players, they've got their own budget that they feel that the players should be. And they if and but about transfers. So that's why we sometimes end up with players that are not that good. Boy. But on the plus side though, Southampton just bought a new a new striker. So next year, you'll have him up front for you. So that would be good. <laughs> <laughs> you know, that's so true. But then again, we might palm off one of our old lot to you. Seeing yeah, as you man. like all our scraps, we'll, we'll have we'll have storage. <laughs> I'm sure Coutinho. <laughs> yeah, we, we, I'll, I'll take storage for Crystal Palace. Actually, wouldn't mind it all. Wouldn't mind it all. <laughs> Vultures. <laughs> <laughs> they are <laughs> <laughs> exactly straight in. So, what about another bridesmaid? Then in uh, 
in Tottenham yesterday. Absolutely failure. The ultimate uh, bridesmaid, uh, Tottenham Football Club. I know we've said earlier that, yes, they've got a decent team. They've got good young players, the fullbacks, Deli Ali, uh, Kane, whatever. But again, this is another club where there's the mentality with this team. And it's, you know, you've got, obviously they wouldn't have known Arsenal are dropping points, but you still know that your second, Chelsea are playing Liverpool. Again, this is your big chance, you know, to, to beat a team that's, you know, struggling uh, at the bottom of the table and they don't take the opportunity again. Typical Spurs. Typical Spurs. It, it reminds me as well of last season where they were going away to, to West Ham and if they had won that game, they would have gone top of the table. And once again, like when, Spurs are, yep, when Spurs are presented with this kind of opportunity, <laughs> they squander it. As, uh, this team, yeah, uh, you know Spurs, Spurs, I, I look at them and think, I don't know, man. When it comes to them and Arsenal, I think they've got a mental block with performing better level. I think they've got a mental block with performing against Arsenal to the point where I start to wonder. I wonder even if they had some world class players. You know, is there something within that club where you know they just can't break the barrier? You seem to talk to their fans. You seem to talk to their fans, and their their first objective of the season is um, finish above Arsenal. And what kind of mentality is that? You know, Tottenham's mentality. Have, have your own goals. <laughs> you know, strive for your own things. Don't. Oh, I want to finish above Arsenal. Don't worry about what Arsenal are doing. If that's the mold that you want to follow, you you're not going to follow into a successful one because they haven't won anything. Mate. You know, if you're going to follow Small someone, follow Chelsea. Mentality. Whatever they're doing, they're doing it right. Doesn't matter who's in charge of them. They seem to get it right. Small club mentality that is from Spurs. I mean, down to the fact. I know I'm being a bit extra, but down to the stadium, the building. I think isn't it like. Only like a couple of thousand above the Emirates. I, I'm pretty sure it's like a thousand or two thousand seats above. What's it called? More than the Emirates, mm. which again is just petty, really. I mean, they just oh yeah, we've got a bigger stadium, you know, even though we just have to probably stretch their budget just to get it the few thousand over. <laughs> that, that small club mentality that shows me that you're not really ready, you know, to reach those kind of levels. Definitely. Not that Arsenal are soaring, by the way, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, in oh any case, you know, Tottenham are Tottenham are below them anyway. Tottenham are below them, and you know, if we're going to be talking about how how pathetic Arsenal have been, I mean, Tottenham, oh boy, yeah, it's another special level of uh, patheticness, really. <laughs> well, I, I don't, I honestly, I don't think this podcast has been too cheery so far. So let, let's, let's move on. <laughs> let's move on to some. Decent results for a couple of teams, and I know I know you're buzzing over this one there, Kudo, with uh, Palace yesterday and Big Sam's first league win of the campaign. So ready to keep you up, no doubt. What do you know? We are back. <laughs> we are back. <laughs> Zaha winning. <laughs> Zaha flying. Nice Yo, to see you back. Huh? Exactly, like a Lionel Zaha is back in town. <laughs> <laughs> the whole, the whole team, the whole team is uh, what's it called? All pepped up now. I mean, I'm still not a big fan of the uh, current formation with with uh, basically five at the back. It's not to be at the back, uh, Big Sam. It's five at the back. Let's not pretend. Um, <laughs> he always you know. likes to play that one. He used to say he played a four three three at West Ham when it. It was four five one, mate. <laughs> Always. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I think uh what's it called? It's definitely it's definitely a very defensive formation. However, yeah, it's an excellent result. I mean, there was Bournemouth did have a few chances before we scored the first goal. Um it wasn't all plain sailing. <laughs> I think the two new the two new result kind of, you know, gives the wrong impression really of what the actual game was like and what I saw anyway. 
Um, but in any case, it's an excellent result for us. First win for Big Sam. Uh, long may it continue. Happy, happy, to keep hold of a, happy to but keep problem, hold of Townsend. Oh, definitely After yesterday's little, definitely, you, you yeah, might yeah, have gone, might have not gone. I am definitely happy to keep so that. Uh, you know, I, I, th- I think he's a very good player, actually. I think yeah, so do really I like player, You know, I, yeah, I, think I like him player. as well. You know, he, I think with Pardew, I don't think he got as many um, game time as he should. I would, I know he likes to cut in, you know, play on the, play on the right and cut in and all that, but, you know, I'd rather him play on the left and just cross it in. This is our problem, you know, we've got two wingers that, as I've said before in this podcast, they're allergic to crossing. <laughs> and, you know, look at the two goals we scored. Came from crosses. I mean, come on, man. The writing's on the wall. <laughs> it's simple. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple, man. You know, this is not Barcelona. You know, this is not Madrid. Come on, just cross it in there, bro. <laughs> we just we just want to get this win. The only problem with this win is that, or not problem with the win, the only bad thing is that the other teams are out around the thing one as well, you know. Um, with Swansea winning as well, it kind of diluted the, the win a bit, but... Definitely makes it um, a very critical win because it would have been further away. Yeah. So yeah, definitely good times for Palace. Come on. I think the signings that you have made are good as well. Signings have been good, definitely. Signings have been good. Uh, I would have liked Jenkinson uh, from Arsenal, but he obviously didn't want to uh, be involved in a relegation did they, did scrap. They, did they grab Sacco in the end as well? Yeah, they got Sacco. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got we got we got Sacco on loan. Okay. That's another brilliant signing. Yeah, that'd be a hot decent one, definitely. And uh, Van a- Van Arnholt, however you pronounce his name. Yeah, um, I think that's a good sign if you look. That's because well. uh, the fullback, because I've been always moaning about it. The fullback situation is <laughs> frankly pathetic. But yeah, I, I would like to write uh, another right back, though, like I said with Jenkinson. But he obviously prefers, you know, watching games from uh, the bench at Arsenal than playing football. So you know, question that kid's mentality as well, mate. Well, I know he's I know he's an Arsenal fan, but you know what I mean you actually you're still a professional footballer, you know. But I'm, I'm, I suppose in his mind he thinks he's got the best season ticket, best view. <laughs> <laughs> gets paid for it instead of paying for it. And lovely. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I, I would have thought, okay, fair enough. I mean, from what I heard, you know, we we agreed to deal with Arsenal, but he obviously it's personal wasn't terms, having, isn't it? He yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. He wasn't he wasn't having any of it, and I'm pretty sure would have paid him more than what he's getting at Arsenal. Um, but obviously he didn't, he didn't want to come and you know potentially get relegated. <laughs> um, exactly. I, I think that's mainly mainly why it I is. Think you but basically, he's, he's, there's no fight in him. He'd rather yeah, sit at the bench it? and just collect his money and just exactly. watch these lot play than come and yeah, try and be a professional footballer. Yeah, exactly. Or, or at least like, well, have a have have like a sort of loan move with a view to buy. So you know, come in for these six months or whatever on loan. You know, the sack was on loan. Come in on loan, and you know, I mean, if we stay up. Yeah, you know, but to just completely flat out deny the whole thing, I'm like, yeah, not 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 good at all. <laughs> well, let him stay on the bench where he belongs. <laughs> <laughs> Next game, Middlesbrough, West Brom. How did it, how did you how did you boys find this one? I thought this game was actually pretty good. I you was a bit advocate be, for this one. Yeah. I was I was ready to put it last, Sean, and you. you I, I was. On. I thought I was gonna fall asleep during this one. It was a very good attacking game. I was actually <laughs> shocked myself. <laughs> Certainly surprising when Middlesbrough involved. <laughs> <laughs> very good game. Very good game. West Brom should have won it though. Could have won it when they hit the post twice. In that oh, same they hit move. the post oh. twice. Like, <laughs> yeah, Phillips really? and Rondon. That was mad. Yeah, I, I couldn't believe it. But it, it was a very good game. Very attacking game. A bit of a surprise, as I said before, with the uh, Middlesbrough involved, but. It's a, oh, I suppose it's a decent result for them. Um, but I still think they're going to get dragged down into the, the battle, at least, at the very least. They're definitely going to be 
fighting for for survival. <laughs> and with, um, with the palace with, and all that. Yeah, and Swansea as well. We picked up a, a vital win. Unfortunately for you, a Crystal Palace fan, they're, they're exactly. kudos. Exactly. I thought yeah. Sigurdsson was outstanding in this game. He was immense, immense quality, this, this guy's got. And his goal wasn't off bad as well. He ran like 80-odd metres to to get on the end of the, of the cross for the winning for the winner. I thought it was a great yeah, performance. I, I don't know what him. it is with Sigurdsson, because every time I watch him, you know, I always think, like, why is this guy at Swansea? You know, I don't know if it's, is it a consistency issue or... Yeah, because he looked to have you know, that... mentality the, issue. Because he, he, he looks like he's got the qualities to really be playing for, for you know, for, for a bigger team. We tried it at Tottenham, he didn't, didn't he? work out at Tottenham. Yeah, but, but I, don't, I don't see why Tottenham sold him. I, I think he was a very good player. He was half decent yeah. for them as well. He wasn't like he was completely missing or anything. Nah. He'd yeah. pop up with his goals, his set pieces are... It's fun to get relegated. I don't know why West Ham putting in a little bid for him. Definitely. I'll, I'll take him. Are you going to Palace, mate? Don't worry about that. <laughs> <laughs> so that's, that's Sturridge and Sigurdsson we were uh, arguing over in the summer. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly, exactly. St- hey, Sturridge, he wants to come back to... You are come, he wants to come back to London, mate. You know what I mean? So, uh, All right. Yeah, definitely, definitely coming to... Um, Either West Ham or Crystal Palace. Hopefully <laughs> Crystal Palace. You've heard it here first, yeah? <laughs> exactly. That's uh, an exclusive transfer. Um. Inside the tips. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. But anyway, be, be, before we move on, we almost gave this man a, a little relief. You know, this is this was our manager L of the week. Oof. Mr. Asen Wenger with uh, this Watford result. Jeez. Um, Not very good. You know what I mean? You're, you're, you know, you, you almost got away with it. Nah, we don't forget. We do love to dish these out. <laughs> Mr. <Rewind>. Wenger, <laughs> Mr. Wenger, uh, this is for you. Deary, deary me. Indeed. <laughs> Klopp will be happy it wasn't It wasn't three times in a row after breaking the record yeah, could, last week. It could have been a hat-trick. <laughs> it could have been a hat-trick. Hey, you're lucky that it wasn't today. <laughs> well, it's not in it, so let's move on. <laughs> 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 oh my days so what have you got um, is it Burnley Burnley won uh, Leicester nil that was possibly the most uninteresting game in terms of Quite well actually Leicester Leicester could get dragged dragged down into the relegation battle but you know, obviously Burnley are well, in, well well safe but Burnley another win at home you know fortress again uh, absolute fortress you know, like <laughs> I was saying before this is the Camp Nou Bernabeu Allianz Arena you know this this place is it's a tough place to go. It's, it's unbelievable. Just... I can't believe it. <laughs> it's ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous how they do it. Something like one of only one of their points have come away from home this season. Everything else has all been at home. It's crazy. But you know, watching watching Leicester, you never think they are the holding champions. <laughs> what's what's going on with that? Uh, got Ranieri looks like he's he's got no clue at the moment about what the hell is going on at all. He's just looking at it thinking. What what have I done? <laughs> he hasn't changed anything, and yet the team is nothing like it was before. I mean, <laughs> come come the summer, everyone was shouting for Vardy to to start for England. Can hear a barn door wow. at the moment. He's he's wow. shocking. He's shocking. The wow. yeah, the cities he missed in that game. Oh, he could have at least had two. He definitely should have had two. And last season, you could have seen him just banging them in without any any problems whatsoever. I think he had too much of a party at the end of the season. (laughs) Exactly. Still (laughs) still trying to kill that hangover. 
Yeah, definitely, man. I think I think he's he's definitely go up. He's gonna go up there in the Hall of Fame. You know, he'll be joining the likes of Michu, James <laughs> Beatty, and you know, the likes of Rocky Santa Cruz and that. You know, I mean, Francis Jeffers going back a little bit more. <laughs> <laughs> exactly, exactly. I think that that's the that's the kind of company he's gonna be keeping because yeah, uh, he does it. He looks, he looks, he looks a bit, he looks terrible. I mean, some of those chances that like you guys have said, the one you went past the keeper. I mean. Shocking. So <laughs> last season that had gone in. Is that, that's what I'm saying. He would have just slapped that, that in. Yeah, I think, I, th- I think the hype has kind of got to his, you know, to yeah. his head a bit. And I think like, that's where Arsenal dodged the bullet with that one day as well. Oh, certainly. 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 Because you'd have been a lot more pressure playing for Arsenal as well. You know, they would have been expecting him. And and the way Arsenal play and the way Leicester play is completely different. So, I mean, you, you wasn't going to be getting them chances to run in behind, <laughs> you know, because essentially Le- Leicester just, you know, parked the bus and, you know, long ball to Vardy. You know, that's not going to happen at Arsenal. So, yeah, they definitely um, dodged a bullet with that one. And uh, for his performance, he will get one of these as well. It's a well-deserved one. Yes. Yes, indeed. indeed. <laughs> if his form yes. continues, that will go down for the whole season. Definitely. Definitely an epic fail, mate. <laughs> Yeah, it's shocking. It's absolutely shocking. Like I said, he, he he's looking he's looking like a one one season wonder. And, and speaking of Leicester as well, I mean, a lot of people say, "Oh, it's because Kante left and all this kind of stuff." I mean, you know, I like Kante; he's a brilliant player, but it's not because of one player. Man. <laughs> I mean, you, you can't tell me that <laughs> Kante is the difference between them being where they are and you know, I mean, where they are at the top. I mean, no, nah. nah, I'm not having that. I'm no, not, not having at all. That. Not at all. Every, every every one of them players that still remain there have got to take a long hard look at themselves in the mirror and say what what happened you know what has happened to me this season because none of them none of them from the defense forward i mean Shemichael was probably keeper of the year last season superstar but nope nowhere to be found where's morgan and hoof getting beaten like school kids in in the air now it's it's nothing drink water who who's he he was meant to be this superstar English player as well. Not really showing up again this season. And we've already touched on Vardy as yeah, well. Morris. Don't Morris. Morris. Yeah, I mean, where's he? You, you, I mean, this this guy was a superstar last year and he hasn't really turned up either. Was he the African, African player of the yeah. year as well? Yeah, I think yeah, so. he was. And I seem to remember as well, last uh, January, he was linked with Barcelona. That, <laughs> that, wasn't, that wasn't in the Spanish press, though. That was... That was <laughs> That was the reliable English press, Daily Mirror and all that. Yeah. That's, that, that's that tomato sauce again. That's what sauce and that's, that's coming from. Exactly, those those reliable sources. But this, this kind of uh, lesser performance is exactly what, well, this is what people expected when Ranieri came into the job last season, really. I think a lot of people tipped them to go down. They thought they were going to be terrible. And obviously, they ended up winning the league. I think he's, uh, he's doing what people expected him to do last season. Yeah. <laughs> not wrong there. Is, not uh, wrong there. Yeah, they're definitely now in a relegation battle by the looks of it. You know what? They're now twenty-one points, same as Swansea, Middlesbrough, two points off the bo- um the bottom three. You know, Crystal Palace are nineteen, so I think uh, yeah, they're definitely going to be fighting, and I, I don't see a um a turnaround really. You know, because every, everyone keeps saying, oh yeah, they're going to pick it up this kind of thing, but. No, I yeah, think it's gone beyond yeah. that now. It's gone beyond it's, that. Yeah, exactly. They, 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 go, they got who? Man United at the weekend. So, I mean, if, yeah, if they're going to start good. turning it around, it better be soon. Otherwise, like you said, they're going to get sucked right into that. And teams teams are, are, are picking up. Teams are picking up now. I, I, I think 
since um, Hull and Swansea have both changed their managers and Crystal yeah. Palace to an extent yeah. as well because you can see what he's done in the January transfer window but that goes for especially for Hull and Swansea they've changed yeah. the whole whole dynamic of that team them two managers I think they've done excellent the whole manager I can't remember his name but he's he's definitely changed I mean Hull looked down and out buried done yeah. finished and uh, he sparked a little bit of life back into them. I reckon he could get a little chain reaction from that and, and definitely pull them out of it. I, I think I think there's a lot of clubs looking over their shoulders, thinking, "I thought I thought we were away from this," and uh, and definitely the, the the upturn of form from Swansea and and Hull have uh, definitely making people stand up and take notice. Exactly right, and I look, I look at it as well. And you think, remember last season when Leicester were top of the table and people were saying, "Well, are they going to drop off? Are they going to drop off?" This season might be the other way around. So yeah. Maybe, ah, no, they're going to be fine. They're going to be yeah. fine. Let me tell you, as a West Ham fan, that is ridiculous. Never, ever let anyone tell you you're too good to go down. Never, ever <laughs> let that press ever tell you that because it ain't true. It ain't true. You can go down with a record number of points. Just remember that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, well, that was... That's everything, isn't it? That's every game we've covered so yeah, far. That's, that's so, um, On to next week's games and we're here with the predictions. First game, we've got Chelsea versus Arsenal. Oof. i got Chelsea for 3-1. Same score, 3-1 Chelsea. i got I got 3-2. I don't know why I thought Arsenal would score one more than you two. <laughs> you clearly didn't watch their performance today. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Crystal Palace v Sunderland. i got Palace for 2-0. Yeah, I've got Palace for 2-1. Yeah, I've got 2-1 as well. 2-1. Lovely. Right. <laughs> Everton v Bournemouth. 1-1 one, one for me. 1-1. One, one. I've got 3-2 Everton. I've got 3-1 Everton. Yeah, Bournemouth away from home. Shocking. Yeah. On to the next one, which is Hull v Liverpool. I've got Liverpool for 3-1. Oof. Nah, no, no, not that much. This is how, you know, so I know Liverpool make a meal out of this. So I've got 2-1 Liverpool. I've got 1-1. One, one. Whoa. <laughs> all, right, all right, I've got Southampton v West Ham. I've got Southampton for 2-1. Hmm. I've got 2-2 two, two draw for this. I've got 2-3. Go on, you have us. Patrick for Andy Carroll. You know this. No chance. <laughs> Probably be injured by then anyway. Uh, I've got Watford versus Burnley, which I've got for a nil nil. No way, Fortress Fortress uh, Turf Moor. That's a two nil win for Burnley. No, they were away, aren't they? I thought it was Watford versus Burnley. Yeah, it's oh. Watford v Burnley. Yeah, they were away. Oh, my bad, my bad, my bad. My uh, bad. Scratch that. That's <laughs> two nil for Watford. <laughs> two nil for Watford since they're away. That's exactly what I don't have. I've gone two yeah, nil Watford yeah, yeah. as well. Two nil Watford. Two nil Watford. <laughs> Next game is West Brom versus Stoke. I've got West Brom for three to Berahino on the score sheet. I've got uh, Stoke to win two one. Yeah, I've got Stoke to win three two. So same as you, sure. Berahino again. Uh, and then Tottenham versus Middlesbrough. I've got Tottenham for a two nil. I've got Tottenham to scrape it one nil. Two one Spurs. Boo. <laughs> <laughs> On to the next game, which is Man City versus Swansea. I've got Man City for 3-0. Same score, Man City 3-0. Oh, wow. It was on a telepathic thing because I got 3-0 as well. <laughs> Great minds so think alike. <laughs> or completely wrong minds. 
And then to the last one of the day, Leicester versus Man United, which I've got for 2-2. Two, two. Uh, Man United 2-1. Man United 3-2. Cool. So those are our predictions once again. Spend all your money. They're definitely coming in. Yep. The big boy accumulators there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Anyway, as we always say, if you enjoy listening to the podcast, make sure you subscribe on iTunes and uh, leave a rating. Tell us how good we are or how bad we are. <laughs> Actually, don't, don't, don't give us bad ratings. Just, just don't bother. <laughs> just, just, just <laughs> if you've got nothing good to say, just leave it out, mate. <laughs> 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 but definitely, uh, yeah, uh, please do subscribe or leave a rating and all that. Um, and uh, hit us up on Twitter as well at E2E Football Pod, at E2E Football Pod, and on Instagram, end to end football podcast, end to end football podcast, and uh, search us on Facebook, end to end football podcast. Yeah, uh, get involved, get involved, leave some comments, tell us what you think. Yeah. See you later, later. Yes. No bye this time. <laughs> Welcome to the bye. <laughs> bye. <laughs> <laughs>